0: Well, guys, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Under the Brim. I am Dr. Shanna Moody, and we are here to talk about the mindset and motivation of the athlete under the brim. We are here to get into all things competition, preparation, training, and performance, comparing the traditional sports athlete and the rodeo athlete, Um, getting into what got them into their sport and what drives them to keep competing at the collegiate level. Really excited about this interview this morning because this is way outside my comfort zone. Out of all the sports and all the interviews and all the rodeo events, um, these are the two that I know the least about. So you guys are gonna have to coach me along and correct me if I make any um, errors in my speech or say anything wrong. So please forgive me in advance. Um, But let me introduce you to our athletes that we have here this morning. We have Sol Ross football player, linebacker Ronan Williams. And we have Sol Ross, rodeo athlete, bull rider, and steer wrestler, right? Tristan Hutchings. Um, so, welcome, guys. Um, so, I gave just a brief intro- introduction to you, but why don't you tell me a little bit about more about you?
1: Um, I'm from Monahans, Texas. Uh, born and raised, so I'm about an hour and thirty from here. So, that, it's not much of a change for me. But I have a, a brother, a sister. Uh, I have a daughter, actually, she's okay. five months, and really not much going on crazy in my life, that's about it, I'd say.
0: Well, and you, what level is, in school are you?
1: Um, I'm in my master's grad okay. program right
0: now. Yeah, and what are you getting your master's in?
1: Sports admin. On one second, sorry. I want to make sure this is not covering up your face, ruining it. There
0: we go. Okay. Do you want me to start over? You want to ask
2: them about a uh, degree
0: to start this? Okay. Yeah. All right, so Ronan, tell me what degree you are earning right now.
1: Um, I'm getting my sports admin degree.
0: Okay, and master's. My master's
1: degree, yes. Okay.
0: And what are you hoping to do with that?
1: Um, hopefully, own a gym, uh, become an athletic director, anything I can do with it, really. Okay. It's just something I feel like it, it just helped me in the essence of my first degree, my bachelor's. So. And what was that in? It was in kinesiology and human performance.
0: Okay which is the field I teach in. So I literally yes. see you every day. You're a graduate assistant in our program, so I literally see you every day. Um, and when you speak about owning a gym, you are like right in my wheelhouse. That is the thing I could talk about all day long. Yes, all right. Tristan, tell us a little bit about you.
2: Um, I was raised in Blackford, Idaho. I live in Montevideo, Idaho now.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, I went uh, four years to the high school finals, two years to the college finals, I actually my first year I went to Odessa I signed with CJ over there and he ended up coming here I did a year over there didn't love it but didn't hate it come over (laughs) here started succeeding a little bit more now I got uh, one collegiate title one reserve and now I'm headed to the NFR this year Fits in the world so
0: congratulations thanks yeah continued progression is exciting right so it hasn't you haven't had that crazy stagger you like continued to progress so what made you um, what made you want to what what do you think the difference you said you didn't have great success um, your first year in college and then you moved to so Ross and saw a little bit more success what do you think was the difference uh,
2: well my senior high school I tore my knee out and well, I tore my PCL in like three places and I just kept I never went to a doctor I oh, just no. kept getting on and finally after like three or four months it just quit bugging me okay you
0: know,
2: I just, and then I ended up tearing it again. And that's when I knew I'd actually tore it the first time when I got an MRI the second time. And then I healed up did Yikes. some physical therapy or whatever. Moved schools and then just put in a lot of hard work.
0: Okay. So lots of rehab, lots of time training it to uh, make no, it feel better no, or
2: not too much. No? I got on a month and a half after surgery. Oh, mm. yeah, dang. This is kind of the cowboy thing, yeah, you know? right? Too, <laughs> But I mean, it felt alright. It still feels like, it still hurts right now.
0: Oh, gosh.
2: But I tweaked it again. I got kicked by a bucking horse, like, five days ago. I had to get my leg all glued shut.
0: Are you super paranoid right now? Because you're in the middle of the collegiate season. You are you just finished the pro season and are waiting for the finals. So are you like, I want to walk around in bubble wrap so that nothing happens? Mm,
2: well, I mean, kind of. But I'm, I'm super relieved right now. This is, I've been on the road for four months. Like, I mean, I've lived, I have a Capri, which is a lighter... Truck camper, and they rig them up pretty good. They're made for cowboys, and we it's literally on my truck, and we drive around. I mean, we'll drive eight hours a night, twelve hours a night, go to the next one. So as soon as you get off your bull, you're getting in the truck, driving, sleep at a truck stop. So I'm very relaxed right now. Finally come back, and I mean, I'm not on the road. It's nice. Yeah. So how long do you get to stay in town? Oh, I'll be in town until we go to three college rodeos, and I might go to a couple early season for next year pro rodeos. But other than that, I'm just trying to get my body feeling 100% again.
0: Yeah, that's the crazy part about the pro rodeo season is that the, you know, the regular 22 season has already ended. And you have this weird gap of time before the finals of it. But they've already started the rodeos for the next season. And so it's this weird overlap of time, right? Does it feel strange as an athlete to try to be mentally you know, juggling both of those things, like keeping in mind what you still have left to do for the 22 season and already thinking ahead for what you have to do for the 23 season.
2: So for bull riding, it's a little bit different than all the other events. Um, I think in every event that's not rough stocks, you only get 80 rodeos. Okay. So you can unofficial them or official them. So you can go to 150 rodeos, but you can only official 80 and they can only count towards the year end standing. The bareback and bronc get 100, but four riders get 125. So you almost can go to any rodeo you want to all year. So, yeah, it's stressful because you see people going right now and you know you could be going to those. Like, bareback riders and stuff, they can see people going and be like, oh, well, I got plenty of rodeos and that's just five that they can't go to during the summer or whatever. So it's not as stressful for them. But for me, it's like just watching money disappear. Yeah. You know. But I, I want like $60,000 and Last, I don't know, 45 days.
0: Wow, you came on strong at the end of the 22 season. Okay. So that kind of gives you that mental edge of like, okay, I know I've done it once, I know I can do it again.
2: Yeah, for the coming season. For sure. If you ride good, they'll pay (laughs) you. It's just easier said than done.
0: Okay. I didn't realize that uh, the difference in the rodeo count for the different events. That's new. A lot
2: of people don't know that. Yeah. Even people that are in rodeo all the time don't know that.
0: Yeah, like I said, I'm the least familiar with the bull riding, so. I'm but
2: they they change that all the time. They'll change their counts and stuff. Just depends who's in the sport and who's heading their event, because it's all in individual event how many rodeos they want to count and what rodeos they want to count.
0: So Is it hard to keep up with the rules and stay on uh, top of what's going on?
2: No, because you're event director, will play you know.
0: Okay, so Ronan, from your perspective, um, I don't know how fam- how familiar are you with rodeo?
1: Um, I mean. From where I'm from, it's something that I, I've been around a lot.
0: Okay.
1: I've been, I've watched my friends ride bulls. It's something I want to do myself. So it's a bucket list? Bucket list, for sure. It's something right. I've always wanted to do is get on a bull. But as far as the rules and everything, I don't really know much. Um, but I know it's, it's tough. I know that to do what they're doing is something that, like, not many people would even dare to do right so like i have so much of respect for bull riders and the steer wrestlers and whatever else there is that they do because like you could still i say i want to ride a bull so much i can, you can still put me <laughs> in front of one i may just back out you like, might change your mind yes easily but i that's a as familiar with it like I, I, I like watching it. You know, I like watching the movies about it. Yeah. I think it's just a cool deal, cool rush. I like the adrenaline it gets to it. Even by watching movies, like what's that one movie? One of my favorites, the Eight Seconds movie. I I watched that growing up, and yeah it's just that's all I am familiar wise with it so
0: it's cool to hear you say that because most of my movie references are go way over the college kids heads because they're too old now right so I'm I'm glad that you've at least seen that and I'm sure you probably get hear people talk about that all the time being a bull rider do you hear people Tristan do you hear people all the time that are like I want to ride a bull it's on my bucket list
2: um either they do or they don't you
0: know are people always like hey can you hook me up I want to I've always I want to ride one can you hook me up
2: most people are a lot more scared <laughs> they don't want to do it. I figured
0: a lot of people would say it, and but not actually. Like, if you actually put them in the position, not actually do it, right?
2: Yeah, like people that are actually at the rodeos and watch someone get their head stepped on
1: or something, mm. back out pretty fast. <laughs> pretty fast. You know. Yeah, I'd have to put on a helmet, all of that. Like, <laughs> there's no way I feel like I would get out of there safely. <laughs> you got to jump up, right? Like you, As soon as you fall to the ground, just boom.
2: yeah for sure we got bullfighters and stuff but it's it's still your job at the end of the day to protect yourself most of the time it's getting off safely right and it seems hard to do but when you when you get good at it you just have to be patient once you make the eight second whistle hey i need to wait for a good opportunity to get off because most accidents either happen because you're not trying hard enough and you just bail and you end up in a bad position Or you're not patient on your get off.
0: Mm. Well, and also being aware of your surroundings so that when you do come off, that you know whether you should jump up. You know, kind of where the bull is, so you know what's happening in your surroundings, where the bullfighters are. So, how aware are you? Like we're kind of jumping way ahead, but how aware are you when you come off of a bull of where the bull is, where the bullfighters are? Like, should you stand up? Should you run? Should you stay on the ground for a second? Like, how aware are you of what's going on?
2: Um, So, so if he was to get on one, or if he was to get on ten, let's say he got on ten in a row, he wouldn't remember any of them. Wow. Because you hold your breath most of the time and you black out. Right. Anyways, I, it's just another day for me kind of deal. Like, right. like, I'd get on one every single day all summer long. So you, you I guess, you yeah, really learn your surroundings and stuff. You never know where your bullfighters are. Okay, just hope they're in a good spot. You can't see them there. The bulls are spinning. If you're lucky, you know, kind of where the fence is and stuff. But you kind of grasp it real fast when you're getting off where your surroundings are and stuff. I mean, you might be getting smashed up against the fence. You know, you never, you never know. But they, they teach everybody the same. Once you hit the ground, you crawl. And when you, when you get done crawling, you can run. But you got to be moving somewhere. If not, you're going to get crunched.
0: You gotta be moving. Yeah, my biology teacher used to tell us that um, every day in Africa, a cheetah wakes up and he better be running. And every day in Africa, a gazelle wakes up and he better be running. And you're either the gazelle getting chased or you're the cheetah chasing the gazelle. But every day you better be running, okay. right? So that's interesting. So have you been riding bulls long enough that you feel like things sort of slow down for you like you said he wouldn't remember probably because the first couple of times that he's done it because it's things are moving so fast you can't pay attention he's probably holding his breath he's got a lot of fear so have you been riding long enough that you feel like it happens a little bit more in slow motion um
2: yeah I'm, and it just depends what bull you're getting on like i mean there's completely different calibers like i got on a pretty nice bull at the college rodeo and it was just nice practice but then you get on one that's trying to yank your arm off, and, you know, it seems, it seems like it's taking forever to get to the whistle, you know, but sometimes it's like you're just having fun, enjoying yourself, and it's just, you're not thinking about time at all.
0: Yeah. So I want to come back to you, Ron, because he was talking about, we were talking about him competing in the collegiate season and the pro rodeo season at the same time, so that isn't possible for an NCAA athlete. You are strictly competing in a college season and Mm -hmm. you're not competing at any other level there's no like can y'all even play intramural sports like could you play go play flag football for intramurals
1: no Uh, if we did that we'd be in big trouble i mean i think it's something we could do as a as a team but that just puts us in jeopardy for what we have going on right now so
0: right because if you get hurt playing intramurals that your coach is not gonna stand for that Not right
1: at all yeah we'll be in big trouble I one time was playing basketball before season and rolled my ankle a few years ago and sprained mm-hmm. it and I was in big trouble he cut all access to the rec gym off <laughs> like there was no way we were going back in there for a while so different coach than we have now yes
0: yeah definitely. but can you imagine trying to compete at two different levels in the same season No, oh, that's. I mean wild. think about the toll that your body is taking now and right. just what you're doing so can you imagine nah. what that would be like?
1: Nah, especially this year. The older I'm getting, I'm hurting every after every game. I'm really tired of it. We got about four more games left, so I'm like telling myself, your body just got to go with it. Four more games, like you're gonna get through it. But at the end of the day, football, man, as long as I've been playing it, this year, I've never hurt so bad crazy like my body is just going through it
0: do you think it's the age the amount of time that you've been playing or that you're competing against people who are hitting harder what
1: i say is my attitude towards it now oh Which, okay so it's the mindset the mindset i i kind of i was playing the game i'm a linebacker so i obviously got a tackle so it's kind of more of like the before i would usually i'd get in there again I'd, I'd, get, I'd get i'd make a tackle but this year, I'm, I, I kind of get in this mode where it's like it's my last year. Like after this, I'll never play the game of football again. So it's kind of like sacrifice. Like I'm just throwing myself. Like if I can get there, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna do all I can to sacrifice my body for my teammates, you know? Because <clears throat> I'm never gonna get it again. So I live with no. Why I live with the regret of not? And the fact of the matter is that I came here. This last year I probably wasn't even gonna play this last year. I came up and I came back to really GA and I'm just sitting here and I knew I had my last year left, but
0: You had one year about eligibility. Yes, one, I guess, left. one okay. year
1: and I'm sitting here and I'm just kinda like, what do I do? And then I was like I couldn't coach them knowing I could play. So I allowed myself to really just you know what you're gonna do it do it but you better leave it all out there for your last time
0: so leave it all on the field for yes. your last season okay yes, no. so you talked about your body and being old how old are you
1: i'm 23 okay I sure. just turned 23 in august yes august 14th just turned 23 so i mean i'm a young 23 i'd say but everyone calls me <laughs> old man I, I get i walk around the our field and everything, old man rose something. They say something funny about me being. I old. think
0: it's the way you carry yourself for sure. Yeah. How old are you, Tristan?
1: 22, turned 23.
0: So how do you? How old do you feel in relation to your sport? I'm uh, not very old. No, I no.
2: Would,
0: Okay, I was listening to another bull rider, another pro, talking about that he's 27 and he's old for the game. So what do you see as you know? Renan was talking about this being his last season. Do you have kind of an, a number in mind of what your life expectancy in bull riding will be?
2: like an age I, I really don't think that's something that i can decide okay i, I
0: didn't know if you had a goal
2: I, no i think the road decides that for you right okay. i mean if i was to get on tomorrow and broke both my legs it'd probably take a little time off you know yeah but i don't know do, do it as long as i can do it successfully yeah and, and make a living doing it
0: i just tease everybody because i have really good genetics in my family and i aspire to live past 100 and most people don't ever want to live that long and my great-grandmother was like fully self-sufficient past 100 she lived at home by herself and no home health care or anything like that so that's why I believe that I can be that old but then like I go to the gym and I'm like oh god did a deadlift and my back hurts I'm gonna die you know so I was cracking up laughing at myself I was like at the gym this morning doing the workout and I was like my body hurts so bad just from doing a workout and I'm about to go interview a bull rider and a lineman and a linebacker and I'm like I can't even imagine the toll that their body takes and i know for sure that i am not cut out to do what they do and that that there's no way that my body could hold up to it so i didn't know if you had kind of an age in mind or a goal in mind of what you were trying to how long you wanted to do this or like how hard you wanted to push yourselves
2: like i mean there's people there's bull riders that make it to like 35 37 you know there's actually a bull rider that's like 55 or something but that's pretty
1: unheard of so what is like the age like the average age of, of a bull rider to keep going?
2: Um, like, I mean, if you had to average them all out in the PRCA right now, I'd say your average is probably those people at the NFR this year is 24, 25. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm definitely old for the NIRA. For the College know. Association. Definitely. you know. Well, I mean, there's definitely people in master programs and stuff that are a little bit older than me.
0: Yeah. But, so how many years have you been competing? in how many years of eligibility have you used at the collegiate level? Five. Five. Okay. Yep. So do you plan on in and in, in the collegiate level at college you have at rodeo you have six years of eligibility. So will you stay for a sixth? Four. No, you have six.
2: Four. You have four. The only reason I got another year is because of COVID. Mm. And if I started a master's program, then I could get another year. Okay. You have to start a master. Okay. Program. Well,
0: I was going to say, I was looking at the rule book the other day for something else, and I thought that I would seen that.
2: Nope. It's just four, and if you start a master program, they allow you five, I think. Okay.
0: But not six. Okay. I don't know where I, I got think. that from then. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So would you
2: consider yeah. a sixth? I I mean, I, I don't want to – I barely came back this year. Like – I came back to finish what I started to finish my degree, but that, like, I mean, I don't have anything else to accomplish, really.
0: Okay, so will you graduate this year?
2: I hope so. Okay,
0: what are you majoring in?
2: Uh, Agronomics, I think. (laughs) I've had to switch my degree, like, two or three times to get all my classes online so that I could actually go rodeo on the road.
0: Yeah, that's got to be really challenging. So I I was really thinking about that. How do you balance college rodeo, pro rodeo, the amount of travel that you have, and classes, coursework? Uh,
2: the rodeos are pretty easy. I mean, you can make a rodeo schedule pretty fast. Like, they have, they, come out with a schedule of all the rodeos in the United States. They're sanctioned with the PRCA, all on the list, how much money they had added, all the dates, and you can you can just write them all down, look at a map, kind of. Like, I mean, you don't even have to look at a map, but I've caught myself on a bind several times. You get in the truck, and you're like, oh, shoot, nine hours, man. <coughs> And then you gotta drive back the other direction five the next day. If you'd have went here or there, and then there it would have been a lot easier than go here or there and then coming way back. Yeah. You know? So if you if you if you can save yourself a lot of money and time if you look at a map. But I mean, I have a lot of help. My girlfriend always prints off all my syllabuses and then we'll write down all my stuff that's due when it's due. Yeah. And stuff like that. So that sure helps. This is like people that really know how to organize their time can really accomplish a lot more. You know
0: apparently those girlfriends come in clutch. One of the other GAs in our office, her um, boyfriend plays a collegiate sport as well. And she was talking about how she sits down and does a calendar of all of his due dates for his assignments to help keep him on track so that he can turn things in. And then I have a son who's a collegiate athlete, a rodeo athlete, and I do the same thing for him. And I had to teach him like, hey, did you know that you can get on Blackboard and look at the calendar? And it actually shows you everything that's due and when it's due, you know, like we have to sit down and talk about that. And, you know, time management, I think I heard that like three or Four times yesterday from students about how bad they are at time management. But when you go to look at the um, things that employers are looking for when they go to hire someone, that's one of the number one things that they're looking for is time management. And when I interviewed the coaches, I interviewed CJ and um, coach Canavar, our volleyball and softball coach and you know that's one of the things that they talk about they're both really busy and talked about how important time management is for them and how what that how important that is of what they're looking for when they recruit athletes so both of you you know Brandon, you're playing collegiate sport. You're a graduate assistant. You're taking online classes, and you have a baby. You're Tristan. You're competing at two different levels, and you're taking online classes. You're in a state that's not where you actually are from and live, so you have family far away. So, how do you both balance it all, and how do you manage the time? And like, what are your priorities right now? Like, you're in season. You're in kind of a unique position of being mid-season for college, but or you know early season for college, but you know in that unique position we talked about for the pro season. So, what are you doing to balance time management and you know what are your priorities right now <laughs> i've been playing golf <laughs> keep your head clear yeah yeah good for your body too i mean yeah.
2: i've just been trying to do some things i enjoy i've been on the road for four or five months i ain't got to do much of that stuff we'll go play golf on the road and stuff but it's it's not the same when you gotta like hurry up and go play or something sometimes we get lucky and we can so there's the extreme bulls and the prc but it's all sanctioned and all the money counts the same Well, they'll put an Extreme Bulls on the day before the rodeo, so we can enter the Extreme Bulls and the rodeo. So we'll be in the same spot for two days. So we get to all, there's 40 bull riders and we're all friends. so We all just get to go hang out together and kind of have fun. And that's, that's the funnest part about rodeo is when we get to go to a rodeo that's two or three days long or an Extreme Bulls and a rodeo because we're not driving, 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 we get to hang out, you know, drink beer, whatever you're going to do, sit around a campfire, play golf, you know, some of the guys play video video games a bunch. I'm not a video game player, but people got motorhomes. Like, I mean, the rigs that show up to this to the rodeos are hundreds, $200,000 rigs, you know. Unreal. And a lot of people don't make that much money rodeoing, but they have that good of sponsors, or they come from people that are from a lot of money, you know. They just show up with these amazing rigs. They'll be playing video games, hanging out in there. But it's, it's fun. That's, that's when you get to, I guess... Relax a little bit, have fun, smile, hang out. That's yeah. the fun part. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm really all year I thought about if I make the NFR, if I make the NFR, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down there and a kick butt. I'm gonna kick butt. I'm gonna have workout scheduled. I've been limping for like the last two weeks. Like my leg hurts so bad, my knee hurts. I went and got scheduled for an M R I oh yesterday. Gosh. So just waiting for my leg to quit swelling up. Then I can get back to my work hard deal because there's so with me. Hey, come forward to with there. with with me. The one thing, the one thing that I guess I level with myself about is if if I put in this amount of work and fail, I'm fine with it. You know, that's that is me. If I if I go set all these goals and I accomplish every single one of them, and I go to the NFR and get my ass kicked, I'm fine with it. I did the work. You know, and that helps me mentally, helps me a bunch physically, but it's, it's 90% mental. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, if you think you should be there, or if you think you put in the work, you're fine. So that's, I'm just waiting to feel good enough to start working out and achieving my goals. Because, I mean, you only have to put in two hours of hard work or one hour or whatever you want to do. Like, you can go golf, do whatever you want all day. As long as you go put in the work for two hours or whatever, go earn that day, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a very hard work create success kind of person. Like I mean that's just if I get my ass kicked, I don't not work hard enough. That's what it boils down to. I do not make any excuses. I did not work hard enough.
0: It sounds like for the young age that you are that you've achieved a pretty healthy mindset and I you know, I try not to use the word balanced too much, but you it sounds like you have kind of found this not the, not balance, but like ebb and flow of you know, like I work hard, but I'm also going to enjoy life and I'm going to take the wins and I'm going to take the losses and I'm going to own all of it. So that's really impressive for somebody, again, at your age. And I think that that just lends itself to how you've been able to achieve the success that you have. So kudos on that. Like, I'm really blown away and impressed by that approach right now. That was a really awesome. Where are you at, Ronan? How are you balancing it all right now?
1: I'm balancing it the best I can balance it, I'd say. Uh,
0: Maybe managing I mean, it is a bit man, better word. Yeah.
1: I mean, like I said with the season, like, I've never treated a football season like this. And what was your crazy. approach
0: in the past? Because you said, okay, this is my senior season. I'm going to lay it all on the line. I'm going to leave it all on the field. Well, I'm going to go as hard as I can go. So, what was your approach in the past?
1: I mean, my approach freshman year, I came in and I, I was just trying to make my spot. I, I did that. And then, I don't know, just things going on around me in the outside world of just pulled me away from the game. Okay. And I never really, i I'd lost my focus and actually I lost the love for football. And that's when I, I quit and I went to UTPB for a semester.
0: Okay, I didn't realize
1: that. And then I was going to, I was trying to be a nurse. I, I thought that's what I wanted to do, blah, blah, blah. My mom was it, wanted to be a nurse and I was kind of trying to live through her, but I never found my purpose in things yet. And after that, I went through a lot and I actually I would talk about this, but I came back and I ended up going through a miscarriage, and then through that I uh, I that was that COVID year, 2020, and that was probably the worst year in my life, okay. easily. And then fall came, my fall semester came, and I didn't come back to school. I just stayed home and worked. But through that time, I got well with my faith and. I realized a lot of things that I didn't know and I should have known, and I, I grew up going to church and all that, and I didn't know any of that, but once I finally took the time to get to know and have a relationship, that's where I started figuring out my purpose, and I had a, I had an opportunity to come back here or stay home and actually start my gym thing. I, I had people that at Monaghan's Gym that were going to do all that for me, and set me up with the way that i can be a trainer but i prayed a lot about it and i was like there's people down here that i know and there's more people i will get to know and i want to leave this earth like impacting people like i, I what i found that's why i go so harder now in my football life because i realize that we have gifts and not all of us are blessed with the same gifts therefore we should be able to you know refine our gifts to the best of our abilities and be able to touch people impact people through our gifts and that's kind of why i came back here and decided to put to the side the whole money the job thing because i i'm not a big man on like the 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 awards and all that like like i say it all tarnishes i love them i mean i've gotten them in my life and yeah obviously it gives you a good feeling but 10 years from now what am i gonna do with it like I'm going to be old and beat down, something, something's going on with me. And I'm just like, what really would make me happy is being able to grasp some people. Like, if I can somewhat plant a seed in your heart and you can somewhat, like, find your way in faith, not because of me. I don't ever take that credit. I just do my job. I plant the seed and God does the rest. And through that, that's all I care for in this sense of where I'm at right now, especially being so older. So... That's why I even coming to this season, why I attacked it so hard is because I have I haven't proved much on the field and I noticed that. So me talking wasn't gonna do much. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna shut up this last season and I'ma just lead by example. And I feel like I've done that to the most part. And I, I felt I feel and like people can gravitate towards me and my leadership on that that part of it, but That's pretty much how how I've attacked it.
0: Okay, you said so much right there that I want to dive into. So, number one, um, your actions are speaking this semester, so definitely it must be paying off because this week it just came out that you are leading tackles for NCAA D3, Mm -hmm. all of D3, right, in the country. Yes. Pretty impressive. Yes. And when I asked you about it yesterday, it was sort of like don't talk about it, Like, (laughs) don't even bring it up and kind of that thing that you just said, like, I don't want to talk about it. I want to be about it, right? Right. So let my actions speak. Don't let my words.
1: Yes, because technically, I still haven't done anything. Like, I've been getting called All-American already. I'm like, I have none of that under my belt. Don't call me that until it happens. We got four more, five more, four more games left. And I'm like, I still not done anything can happen. Like, even right now, I'm nursing an injury. That could easily hold me about next week. At last game I was playing on I played on a strained hamstring. And obviously adrenaline goes you can do that during, during the moment. But after that, man, that pain you feel is just it's awful all the time. And so, that's what I'm going through right now, so.
0: So y'all are in really similar situations, both of you dealing with a little bit of pain, both of you in your final collegiate season, both mm-hmm. of you like pushing through that adrenaline to get, to get that moment. Yes. Um, and trying to let your actions speak. So that's really interesting. You also mentioned that in there um, during one part of the, your collegiate season or your collegiate career that you kind of lost your love of the sport a little bit. Have you ever experienced that? No, there's never been a time. Um... I guess when I got hurt, I got
2: on like 29 bulls in a row. I didn't ride a single one. Oh, so wow. It, it was tough to love the game then, but I was also hurt, so I knew I was hurt. It was stupid. The, the best thing I could have done was to heal up. I wasn't in a PRCA season. I didn't have any end-season stuff in mind. I should have just healed up. It was dumb, but I wanted to be on the road. I wanted to be with my friends. But, I mean, my freshman year, I got my butt kicked in Odessa. I come here had to sit out three rodeos because of the transfer penalty. I went to Texas Tech. I won two saddles, three buckles, a horse trailer, oh, and then, um.
0: That's a fun rodeo, right? That one's coming up, so that's yeah. a fun rodeo. Are you looking forward to that one this year?
2: Yeah, I won the trailer again last year, so I've won like 20-something thousand dollars worth of stuff out of that one rodeo so it, it's a good rodeo it's awesome to be able to compete for stuff like that and okay. no other region in the in the world has uh, prizes and stuff like that just had a normal well three-day rodeo you know but I finally found success in that and then I can't remember that would have been 2018 the year of COVID
1: I think right mm-hmm. yeah
2: 1920 right? yeah, yeah 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 so then did we win I had only had two, three rodeos. We went to Odessa, and then I was fourth, and I take the top three. Anyways, I was fourth after three rodeos out of, but I only, there were six rodeos, but I only got to go to three. And so, then we all went home. I went and calved some cows out, sat up there. My dad was still in Arizona, sat at his house, because we had a a guy working for us, but he was a polygamous. I don't know. Anyways, his dad didn't really like him working for us. Anyway, so he wasn't doing a very good job. Not that he wasn't a bad, he was a bad person, but he wasn't. He was like coming to feeding our cows like at 12, 12 o'clock at night because he didn't want his dad knowing he was working for us because his dad didn't like it. You know, what a random situation! Several wives. And so it's oh. it's a little weird <laughs> deal, but anyways, so I went up there all by myself. My mom lived like two hours away. My dad was. I don't know, 12 hours away in Arizona, went Cavs from Canada, come back down here. I didn't win the trailer that year, but then I think that was the year I won the college title, and I, so then I just kept stepping up, you know, the last year, I won the trailer again, went to, I kind of had a crazy week, so I made it in the steer wrestling and the board to the college finals, so I had to compete, you had to compete in two slacks and a perf in the Uh, in both events basically but the slack and the bull riding one of them's like this matinee kind of they dress it up as bulls bronx and breakaway or something you know so i had to compete sunday in the bull riding and then monday twice in the in the bronx or the bulls and the steer wrestling and then tuesday in the steer wrestling and the bulls and then steer wrestling the next day well, then the next day after that, I actually had to fly to Reno. There was a 65000 added Extreme Bulls. And so I had to, I got done competing, went home, slept for two hours, drove all the way to Denver, got on a plane, flew all the way there, got on. I made, like, 9000 or something. It was, like, one of my early good successes for the year, you know. I went straight back to the airport, flew back, got there at, like, 6 in the morning, drove all the way back, like, you know. And I get back go back to bed, wake up, compete in the bull riding again, you know, and then I had to compete in the short round. I was still exhausted. I got jerked down in the short round or I would have won another college title. But then I just let I just let all the little successful steps just keep kind of building, I guess, and then also telling myself I need to keep earning it. And so I just kept stair-stepping. So it's hard to say that I didn't, I, I couldn't fall out of love for the game because I never, anytime that I would even plateau, I won just enough to be like, okay, still going. It's still going. This stream's still there. And, I mean, the, a lot of kids in the bull world, they succeed at 18, 19 years old. Well, I wasn't, I was kind of successful in high school, but then I kind of, you know, went downhill a little bit. And then I kind of stair-stepped up, stair-stepped up. So, now I'm where I'm making my first NFR. I mean, if you make the NFR at all, it's, it's a good deal. But, I, like, you watch the really, really successful people. They make it 18 when they're 18 19 20 you know sage kimsey hasn't missed one besides this year ever you know he's a seven-time world champ so i feel like i'm behind the game to be an all-time great but do i still like i feel like i'm accomplishing a lot most definitely i i think about it as i showed kids that they can still go to school and have a good prca career because if i would have went in or not went to school my freshman year and wrote the way i was doing I would have lost all my money, went home, hated bull riding. But I would put myself in a group every single year that even if I did bad, someone expected me to practice the next Monday. You know, Someone expected me to still work hard. And so it put me in a position that I couldn't fail. Mm-hmm. That's why I like, because there's pe- definitely people that ride good enough that they never need to go to college. But I don't see the reason not to. If someone's going to pay for you to go to school, all of it, you can get down to a four-year degree, two-year degree. So even an associate's degree. If you have something under your belt when you turn 30 or 29 you can't ride bulls anymore and you can go weld or do something, open a fabrication shop, that's awesome. Like, I mean, you, gotta, that's, you have everything to gain there. You have nothing to lose. And your coach is going to line up free practice bulls, give you a buck right, whatever you want to work on. He's going to give you the equipment you need to go provide for your dream and expect you to do it and be on your ass about it. There's nothing better. It's like a cup you know, there's nothing better than someone coaching you. When you when you fall down or slack a little bit, they're there picking you up.
0: I'm so excited to hear you say that because my son and I have this debate all the time because he's a calf roper and team roper and I actually, even being a college professor, tried to persuade him not to go to college and to go straight to the PRCA because he has zero interest in school. Um, So I'm really excited to hear you say that because I haven't heard it come from that perspective and especially from the athlete's perspective to say you have no reason not to go to school. There's no downside to it. So I'm really excited to hear you say that. So I appreciate that because I think sometimes it's good to hear that counter side to what you believe and what you say. So. I think now I'm hoping that whoever's listening that you have that now you have a little bit of both sides of right like listening to should you go straight to the pros or should you go, you know, college first or can you do both. So I think that's an interesting thing, even with a, a traditional sports athlete as well, right? Like you hear that a lot about college sports athletes you know, should you, most of them you can't go straight from high school to the pros, mm-hmm. unlike rodeo where you could, but a lot of them will leave before they finish their degree to try to go for the NFL draft or the NBA draft or whatever. So what is your perspective Ronan on that about like athletes and you know what Tristan just said about like, there's no reason not to stay and finish your four year degree and you actually did finish yours and stayed a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. did you have that same mindset of, I was it the football that kept you here or was it the degree that kept you here or a little bit of both?
1: Um, I'd say it's the the degree for sure, because where I'm from, uh Monahans, you know, it's like it's either college or oil field, and I used to watch my uh, my stepdad always come home and he worked in the oil field, and man, he'd just be exhausted, and I tell myself no, like I, I don't want to put myself in that. So, like, yeah, that's why I decided, like, yeah, I'm going to go to college. But, like I said, I came to college not knowing what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to work in the oil field. (laughs) I knew I wasn't going to be anywhere but Monaghan's, Texas, if I did not go to college. So, I don't know. It's hard here, really, and any football player that's here can tell you this, is you don't get scholarship playing football here.
0: And that's unique about D three because there's no athletic scholarships. Yeah. So even though our, our rodeo athletes are able to get scholarships because you're not NCAA, mm-hmm. but you don't get like a bus to take you to your sport, and you don't get a lot of the things that our traditional sport athletes do. Yeah. So y'all don't have a chance to earn money, but you get everything else taken care of for you. But yeah. you don't have to, you know athletic scholarships.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it is It's kind of tough. Like you sit here and you're like wondering like what am I doing like one of my friends he told me he used to take and this is funny man I, it always sticks with me and he's like he, he's like we're at a practice and he was like you know if we really think about it we're just some grown-ass men and some pads <laughs> <laughs> and I could not stop laughing because in reality it's kind of true but playing football like I played it because like truly it's not my favorite sport my favorite sport is basketball I grew up loving that like I so how come you're here anymore.
0: playing football, then not basketball?
1: Because look at me, five nine. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm decent, but I ain't, I'd have to be like some crazy point guard. I don't got a vertical.
0: But okay, but you're not linebacker sized either, right? I'm not.
1: I'm really not. And here He's you linebacker are, linebacker thick though. Yes, <laughs> definitely.
0: But you're, here you are leading tackles for D three.
1: Yes, but you know, I, all I say with that is, I, why I'm so good. I I don't even like to say that. why, why I'm so where I'm at now is experience and effort and like you'd say hard work like
0: what is it they say it's not the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight in the dog yes yeah,
1: like you it, got the fight you have always at the time i've been an underdog like that's where i was like i was even counted out then when certain aspects of it and i love that like you say i'm an underdog please like, yeah tell I'll me show you why i am better than what you say i am and that's how i kind of take this mindset in this year because I don't feel respected by the conference, and I thought that I should have gotten a lot of... You hear
0: that, conference?
1: I got a lot of, like, I feel like I should have got at least, like, a a third team or second team in my past. And I don't know. I knew this last year. And last year, it sucked, because that's my plan. Last year, I ended up dislocating my toe second game of the year. And then I had some crazy stuff happen towards the end where I had to go get some surgery. And we won't speak about that. (laughs) It's crazy, though, but...
0: Okay, so what conference is Sol Ross in?
1: We are, what is it, uh, ASC.
0: Okay, watch out. He's coming for you. Brendan Williams coming yes. for you. And what region is Sol Ross in for rodeo? Southwest. All right, watch out, people. We are coming for you. So you've both talked a little bit about injuries. So we talked about your size for being the position that you play. Do you play offense or defense? Defense. Okay. And then how do you compare size? I mean, you were talking about his size. You're not, you've got some muscle on you, too. I'm so. Too big. How do you I was gonna say, how do you compare to most bull routers? They're about 40 to
2: 30 pounds lighter than me. So last last year, uh, Billy Ray did a little deal. I think Billy Ray
0: time, the athletic trainer, or Mm -hmm. uh, Jack, the professor?
2: No, 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 definitely the athletic trainer. He did this deal, you know, compared all my muscles to my hurt knee to my good knee, my hurt shoulder, my good shoulder, blah, blah, blah. And I got on the scale. And it was, I don't even remember, but it was 83 84 kilograms or something hey, what is that? He like, it like 183, 185. I said, no, it's not. <laughs> that is. <Mm-mm. laughs> that ain't me. Because I still look good. Like, I mean, I look good in the mirror, but I was like 15 pounds heavier when I graduated. I lost 18 pounds or something in three weeks because wow. I didn't, I didn't want to be heavy.
0: Oh, after you, after I mean, that happened, you were like,
2: diet, gym, like, I mean, three weeks, 15 pounds. Okay, so what does
0: it take for you to lose 15 pounds? What do you have Eat, to do? Right. Like, what is eating right for you?
2: Uh, no more candy bars
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then how much you how, okay listen i see what you bring into the office every morning on what are what does a diet look like for you
1: it, it's changed like like when i told you that 2020 i found myself that's when i chose to get deep in my diet so like i i got to a certain yes. stature now where i just maintain and i did that simply off of i'd eat my greens and my chicken my rice Right. So you but never, to put a conscious
0: effort into it. Yes,
1: but I never stressed myself. I yeah. felt like I used to stress myself with it, but I'd be like, mm-hmm. I'd eat that. But I feel like me being so young, I also had the luxury of going to eat a burger as well.
0: Oh, I'm absolutely 100% a fan of the 80-20 rule. Like, right. I will eat clean, but if I want to go eat a burger or I want to have a candy bar, I'm yeah. going to have no guilt about it, right? Like, I, had
1: a, I had a man tell me in the gym, you don't need a diet so hard at your age. You're only like 19, 20, like. He said you need to just he said just focus on always getting in the gym one being consistent with yourself and get some greens in at least yeah so I made sure to always get greens in but now my diet is everywhere I couldn't even lie to you I I, and I'm fine you really got to eat what you can like especially me being with me like I I don't know a little tricky for sure it is but if I can find greens anywhere like if I go to the UC I'm definitely gonna eat the greens.
0: We won't even get into the relationship you yeah, have with the UC. We're not, not, we're not getting into that. Not right now. So what about sleep? Because you both talked about injuries, you're both playing, you know, really, you know, high intensity, you're competing at a high intensity level. You're taking on your body's taking on a lot. So what about sleep? How important is that for you and how big of a priority is that for you?
1: It's important, but I don't do enough of it, I'd say. I, I know it's very important and I feel it more and more now, why it's so more, much more important.
0: Like, do you try to give yourself a bedtime?
1: I do. I What's try your to bedtime get in, right now? I try now? to get in at least before or 11. All right. At least. It, it's still tough. I, I struggle with that still.
0: What about you, Tristan?
2: Um, it's definitely important. It's just sometimes you can't do it. Can't. Like, on the road, it's tough. We'll yeah. drive all night long, wake up. We'll get to a matinee perfect 12, 1, 1, 1 p.m. You're like, you don't even want to get on. You feel like crap. You got, like, the late night shakes you stayed up all night you drove all night you drank three red bulls you feel like crap
0: oh, well
2: i did all that for this moment i better toughen up you know it's it's tough sometimes
0: yeah we talked about that with mean, last time when he was on the you show you
2: feel way better if you get good sleep right? right sometimes you just don't get the opportunity you know yeah. sometimes when you're sleeping on the bus you wake up your neck probably hurt oh you know yeah what I mean? you're like shit damn this, <laughs> this ain't so fun You yes, know, yes. it sucks <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, lis- I love listening to the the, rodeo- the football players coming in on Monday morning into class. Like, oh, my God, that bus ride was so hard on me. And I'm like, you're 18. Wait. Just wait. <laughs> I was doing first aid skills tests this week, and they can't even get down on the floor to kneel. They're like, oh, my God, this is so hard. I'm like, just wait. You don't even know and yet. I wish
1: I felt like how they did. Like, the freshmen... I was, if i could go back to how i felt when i first was getting hit like this man that'd be lovely
0: okay well that's what you said and this is the part i'm the most excited and we've talked so much like y'all are so interesting i could keep talking to you all day but what i was really excited to talk to you about is i want to know i've never taken a big hit i just talked about earlier about how clumsy i am that i'm falling down and dying right so what does it feel like to take a big hit? So you're um, on the offensive line. You are straight up head-to-head against another huge guy. You know that y'all are about to just pound into each other. Tristan, you're up against a bull that outweighs you by ten times, right? So what does that feel like? And knowing that you're probably going to get s- – oh, my gosh. He's showing me a video right now. Oh, my gosh. Right. Of him getting stepped on. So so what does it feel like before you – like? In the moment when you're sitting in the shoe tristan and you know you're about to go and you know that there's the potential of that happening
1: no way Um,
0: i
2: actually don't remember those
0: (laughs) and then ronan you're on the line and you're up against a guy and you know that that's about to happen so what's going through your mindset are you ever like this is going to hurt this is going to hurt this is going to hurt or is it i'm ready to attack this like which way is your mind going at that point right you've got to be going
2: forward if your mind's not going forward and not ready to smack somebody in the mouth yeah yeah, have you ever just asking to get your butt kicked yeah. so have you
0: ever had that day where you had that negative thing going in and it did turn out negative yeah
2: just like i was talking about if you don't try your hardest a lot of times you're going to get in a bad position and get more hurt so this is kind of off topic but at the college finals i fell off the first one just i dr- I usually drink a red bull you know i get in the first one shoot fights i mean i try and get on him for 10 minutes maybe it's probably only five but lay down, get up, lay down, get up. Well, then they sold the show and I got one on one afterwards with a ride bronc and a uh bareback. And I was just like, I already went down off my pick me up, I just fell right off
0: the red bull crashed. Yeah, so yeah.
2: I take pre workout every time now. Like I could kill somebody on the back of the mm. Like I just get that pumped up because I know well, there, there was a point I was taking too much pre-workout and maybe it would get my anxiety really bad. Like mm-hmm. I, I would just, I would never get scared to get hurt, but I'd get scared to fail really bad. Mm-hmm. So, so I was taking like a scoop and a half, two scoops, you know, probably <laughs> not something you're supposed to do. You know. I got it. I got to the point where I was taking like half a scoop or three fourths of a scoop because it'd get me awake, get me ready to do my job, but I wouldn't get scared to fail. Just
0: enough. Okay. And
2: so that's how I always get myself in the same mindset every time, no matter Like, I mean, sometimes it doesn't help as much as if you slept, or if I drink a Red Bull in the morning, it sure doesn't help me as much. You know, I could just wake me up, focus me, and get me in the same mindset every time before I do what I can. And, like, he probably can't do that. He's going to cramp up. if He takes pre-workout. Because it isn't just
0: one ride, one time. So what do you, do you have in a mental, like, pep talk that you're giving yourself? Do you have a phrase that you repeat to yourself? Like, what are you saying? Like, what's going through your mind? Um, Most
2: of the time, I just try and react and have fun. Uh, sometimes, if I'm struggling, I'll pace back and forth and I tell myself, cut his head off. Like, I mean, that's what I repeat yeah. to myself. Because, I mean, they're going to run you over, stomp you out. Okay. Like, I mean, they don't like you at all. Like, I mean, some bulls are nice, you know, but some bulls have a hate for you, you know. They're going to run you over. Because they're athletes, too, and they know. They're, at, they're, yeah, and they get just as wired up as you do. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been sitting around all day waiting for this moment. That's their job. If they. They'd be a cheeseburger if they weren't behind there. You know, that's the thing about, like, PETA <laughs> and stuff. They're like, oh, we need to save these bulls or whatever, all these rodeo animals. They wouldn't be a part of this world without us. They, right. They, they wouldn't have made it half their lifespan or even a quarter. They'd be a cheeseburger by now. Or they wouldn't be know? here at all, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, and the rodeo athletes get treated amazing. But they get just as wired as us, and so that's why I take pre-workout, because if I'm not mentally there,
1: physically there, I can get seriously, seriously hurt.
0: What's going through your head, running?
1: Before every game. It's, it's weird because I'm, I'm very chill before, like, the week on. I, I'm focused, but when that Saturday comes, it's kind of like a different zone. But you have to because if you're going in there, me, like, I'm, I'm a linebacker, so therefore I'm the guy that has to do the most tackling. Like hey, I'm in yeah. there for real, so Smash Mouth. Yes, football. God, Smash Mouth every time.
2: And if are you a big football fan? Uh, I played in high school. I loved football. It's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Ain't nothing better than hitting somebody. Literally. <laughs> and if you don't come in with that mindset, like you'll you'll catch yourself being tiptoeing around a tackle, and it it messes you up. You can't hesitate, and that's why I've been so decent this year. Is because I tell myself. Once you commit to wanting to go tackle the, tackle him, go. Just go. There's no second-guessing because that split second you second-guess, he sees you, and these dudes are faster than me offensively. Well, these receivers, we just played a, a receiver from Harden Simmons, did a little shimmy, and, like, .2 seconds was gone. And I'm just like, I can't compete with that speed. That oh, ain't it me. shimmy. So I'm like, you commit, you commit, and you got to keep your mind in it. Like, just tell yourself. But, like, what I do – literally most majority of my plays is I really meditate with myself. I do. And like I say, I'm a very spiritual guy. I, I keep my faith. So I talk to him. Like, I really say like, be with me. I'm with you. Like, let's just do this. Because I notice when I don't do that, I hesitate. It's weird. If I, I, I've learned to really put my my trust in what he's got going for me. Like, I'm here for a reason. Like, don't fold now. He might... Yeah. He's like, you put in the work to be put in this position. Now you got to do that part. He's like, I given you the abilities for that. I give a gift for that. Now you do the rest.
0: No fear, no hesitation. Yes.
1: You hesitate, it
2: hurts a hell of a lot more. Oh, I tell there's you that, no see. doubt
1: about it. I took a hit, TLU, and I hesitated. Just a simple hesitation. Stopped my feet, kept going a little bit. Boom, ran into one of my own teammates. Ugh. And it actually ringed my head up bad, and I was on the ground. I didn't get out the game. They tried to take me out. I said no, but it was scary because I it was blurry. It really got blurry to me. And
0: do you think you had a concussion?
1: No, I did. not Oh wait, sorry, it we're not allowed just, to say that. <laughs> no, no, see we won't tell the trainers. <laughs> it see it just got me in a Mm-mm. it got me in a weird, a very weird state. But my head wasn't hurting or nothing. But it, it's crazy. Like like you said, if you hesitate you're really it's gonna you're gonna feel it more
0: so how do you come back from that so you've you, I mean you just showed me a video so you've watched yourself and like you've experienced it and then you've watched it afterwards so how do you convince yourself to get up and go back and do it again you just talked about a head ring and all the things happening how do you convince yourself to get up and go back and do it again
2: pays the bills
0: so is it money that motivates you
2: no like I mean it's a dream of making an NFR so that was this year and I don't know I just want to make the yellow bucking shoots and I, and I did, you know. So I was on the outside bubble looking in all year. And finally, I mean, people get hurt. Kids go to college. But if you stay on your bulls in August and September, they're going to pay you. Like, that's just what it kind of ends up being. And I just did a good job staying on my bulls and kept going. But, I mean, it's, it's, sometimes it's tough. The, the head injuries are the ones that are really, really tough, you know, because it kind of shakes you a little bit. Like, I mean... If you get knocked out twice, two days in a row, you probably shouldn't even be getting on, but right. Cowboys do it. Cowboys mm-hmm. don't care.
0: Yeah, we talked about that with athletic yeah. trainers, that there's not the same tracking that there is in NCAA sports. No, you, you
2: are your own trainer, your own coach, your own sponsor. Like, you do everything yourself, mm-hmm. especially in the PRCA. It's, it's a little different in the collegiate deal, you know. But, like, I mean, you definitely, you definitely got to be tough and, I guess, just keep seeing your dream to keep on to do that because there's been several incidents or times like people get knocked out two times in a row and they'll jump out a fence and knock them out. Like, I mean, they'll never get it to get on a bull again, you know. Like, you got to be smart, too. Like, there's people that kill themselves. Bull riders kill themselves all the time because they weren't smart. Like, Ty Posibon, there's a whole Ty Posibon Foundation, really good bull rider out of Canada, shot himself because he just kept getting on with a concussion. And then it gives you there's some syndrome CTE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a real bad. Anyway, sold all his cows, went through a terrible deal. Yeah, same things happen with some pro himself. football players. Yeah. yeah, it happens with all sports. You yes. know, you keep playing with the head injury. So like, I mean, there's there's a, a fine line between being cowboy, being smart. And sometimes the line gets blurry. But that's when it kind of comes down to you like well, and you hope people you have good can, people around you too, yeah, people right? People can call you whatever they want, but sometimes you got to be like, man, I got I got to take care of me, and that's understandable. You know, you're on the road all year long. If you need to take a week or two, that's just fine.
0: What about you, running? You just gotten? You said you just took a big hit uh-huh. at a recent Well, what,
1: what, what helps me get up? Like,
0: yeah, how do you get up and get back on the line again?
1: I just know that the guys need me. Like, I really get into that. Like, it's a sacrifice, uh, sacrificial game to me. Like. I'm here, you're here. My favorite is Jade, Jade Rios. You yeah. know. That dude will sacrifice his whole life for me. I know he would. And he will tell me that. And I'd watch him physically do it. Like, this dude's crazy. And just seeing him, he's right next to me on the field. Like, I can say I can like look at him and be like, I'm playing for you. I feel like when you have people you're playing for, it really motivates you to keep going. Like,
0: so it sounds like that dynamic is really important. You talked about your team, and then you talked about even just the bull riders getting together and really enjoying each other. And you liked it when y'all had a couple of rodeos back to back where y'all could stay and hang out. So it sounds like that's really cool. So I have two more things that I want to ask you because I know we got to get out of here. But um, have y'all ever heard about Ray Lewis? Do you know who Ray Lewis is? Yes. Famous football player, right? Fifty two okay. cards.
1: Have you ever heard of that? Fifty two cards. Yes.
0: What a
2: freaking oh man. What that is, is was it? Great. Yeah, it's. His uh, stepdad or whatever used to beat his mom. Yeah, he couldn't do nothing about it. He'd take fifty-two cards. He'd flip one and it'd say nine. He'd do nine pushups. He'd flip another and it'd say five. And that's what he did until he was five. All fifty-two. Was, it's like the yeah. jokers,
1: like the, the jokers or fifties or something. Yeah, uh, okay. aces were twenty. That's it's what he. Okay, that's a speech. You. That was watch how he it. coped.
2: Okay,
0: I'm gonna look it up. Okay.
2: He and did I not mean, until he's big enough to kick his stepdad's ass.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I'm gonna have to go look that up. Okay, and then you've heard of Bushwhacker. Yep. Okay, do you know who Bushwhacker is? No.
2: Never hit a He's just—he's just a. We're talking about a bull, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a world champion bucking bull. Only got rode like I don't know once. I think. You know, Why once? Like he
1: was just that bad. He just
2: bucked that hard. Yeah, but I, I never got, did I the same thing twice. You know. Just so they a legendary bull.
0: There was kind of this thing going around um, for a while, like who hit harder, Bushwhacker or Ray Lewis? Who do you think? Like, what? What's from who's your money bushwhacker,
1: on? Bushwhacker what?
0: Well, they actually did a study. I was reading, so I kind of Googled it last night just to look. So they said that Ray Lewis, they compared, you know, like the, what's the thing called that the police, like, pound down the door with? Like, whatever that big thing is. Oh, battering ram. Yeah, like the battering ram. So they compared how hard a battering ram could hit a door and how hard Ray Lewis could hit a door. And Ray Lewis could hit the door twice as hard as the battering ram could. And that it was enough to, like, literally crush bones. And the only reason that he didn't crush bones was because of, pads football pads and that the football pads were able to absorb enough impact to protect the bones literally if it wasn't for the football pads that he would be crushing people's bones so it just gave me such perspective about the sports that you compete in and how hard you're literally getting hit and how aggressive the competitors that you're facing are so thinking about that like Knowing you could potentially ride a bull as challenging as Bushwhacker, and you could go up against somebody as challenging as Ray Lewis, would you trade places with each other? Would you get on the line against Ray Lewis? Would you get in the shoots on Bushwhacker? Like, what
1: would you do? I say I would get in the bull, but that's Bushwhacker. Like, I ain't even. This dude's crazy. Apparently, <laughs> I would never let Ray
2: Lewis smack me. That guy is ginormous. Ginormous. I mean,
0: but you're saying that, but you literally get in a shoot with an animal that is. 10 times your size Which like, is crazy
2: But I've trained For the moment You know And i played football But I mean Just like he said uh, For basketball Or if he wanted A D1 scholarship Or if he wanted To play in the NFL You've got to be 100% the right body type That's the one mm-hmm. thing That's And I guess it's tough About bull uh, riding too If I was 20 more pounds I couldn't ride bulls. Like okay. I mean Some dreams are just Derived from How you are built And how God put you On the surface right? right You know what I mean So you got to Take what you can Run with it would I get hit by Ray Lewis? No. He's twice my size. Would I go up against him? No. Like, oh, that's crazy, you know? But I'm the size to go conquer my dreams, and he's the size to go conquer his dreams. So I think at a certain point, you got to realize that, and and that's what you're allowed to do, you know? So you so would
1: ride Bushwhacker, though?
2: i definitely get on him. Right. I don't know if I could succeed. Would right, you right, knock right. Ray Lewis on, on his ass, try, probably not, you, you know. know what I mean? Would you Man.
1: definitely try? you damn right. I would know? try, no doubt.
0: If you had the opportunity, would you go head-to-head with him? Yes
1: man I'd, I'd talk about that forever <laughs> and if i somewhat succeed he doesn't put me on my ass man i'm talking about that i'm gonna tell my my kids well, hey i grandkids yeah. yes i'm with he head to head with ray about. lewis probably the best linebacker in pro football history like that'd be something to talk about forever that'd be fun all
0: right well you both have a lot left in your seasons a lot to look forward to um what are you looking forward to the most what's what's like what are what it's what's your mindset right now? Where you're at in your collegiate seasons?
1: I mean, yes, to just finish, uh, like I said, this is it, and to soak it all in at that. Like this is really all, unless some crazy stuff happens, like CFL ball or something, which I highly doubt I'd even do. But
0: are you even considering it at all? Arena league anything? I
1: mean, it it floats, but and I, I have my daughter now. I kind of want to just get to her, and I want to do all that. So. But I, right now, it's just finishing, like soaking it all in. I know it's, it's a more emotional this year. Like this is actually it, like no more football. So that's probably my biggest mindset is finishing and making sure that I'm leaving on the right note with these guys that I'm with. So
0: Is there a challenge, a little battle in your head about like the stuff that we were talking about, about your tackle record right now versus your team record? Like, uh-huh. are you trying to like just block out all the talk about your personal record and focus on the team
1: yeah because i mean by last year we my first year here we went five and five and after that we weren't really winning anything like i went one and nine two and eight like football here is not football like i want to be part of some some type of change you know and even if we went out now we can be six and four and that's something that I really trying to focus on. Like my my, I feel like the tackle the tackles will come with it. Like I have to get out there and tackle regardless. Like or I'm not doing my job, don't play me. So, yeah, I feel like me focusing and shooting more for the record, the win records, everything else will come with it. So they run hand in hand for sure. Yes, anyway. you go out and get the tackles, you win the games. So. Right
0: what about you? You're in your collegiate season, but you're also in your pro season. So how are you balancing that? Like trying to keep your mindset straight about what's that? And where you at with those two?
2: It'd be really tough for me to say that uh, I'm not thinking all about the NFR. But like, I mean, I definitely have my three college rodeos. But the to deal with those, like, I really enjoy going to college rodeos. I've a lot of the kids that are there I've rodeoed with for like two years, three years, kids from Idaho that I grew up with. So, so the the best thing for me to do is go enjoy myself and have fun, and I usually win a lot more when I'm having fun. Do
0: mean? Don't win right? There was
2: definitely a period in my life where I could win at the college level, but I couldn't win at the pro level because I was confident, had fun, and a smile on my face at the college level. And until I finally got to the people at the pro level, got there with a smile on my face, and enjoyed wasn't tiptoeing around or walking on eggshells because these guys are the best in the world or whatever, when I get comfortable and realized I could ride with them, I do a lot better. So I'm just going to go have fun, and, I mean, the cards will always fall where they want to.
0: All right. Any quote that you live by or best piece of advice that you've ever been given for your sport?
1: Work hard. <laughs> is that uh, what CJ tells you? No. No. <laughs> Respect is earned, not given. I love that one no okay. one sticks with me even now with what I got going on so okay
0: all right well thank you so much for your time today I've been asking everybody do you love to win more or do you hate to lose more hate to
2: lose yeah. more mm, like I mean fall, falling off so if, if you I don't know in his sport there's 40 guys on each sideline on mine there's 40 guys but there's one winner Right. There's not forty winners and forty losers, so, I mean, it sucks to lose, but definitely the wins are definitely a lot more memorable, you know, and are fun. But I don't like I don't like to lose either. But if I go do my job and I end up second or third, or sometimes you just don't have the bull power, I don't consider that a loss, I guess. So yeah, I, I hate getting bucked off for sure, but if I go ride my bull and take care of my job, I'm not gonna be too mad. If you if you go lose a game, but I mean, you have the best game of your career, you're gonna be ah. Oh, shoot we lost but at the end of the day you'd be like i played and did the best i could right you know so definitely i mean it's it the question's not black or white to me okay you know what i mean but i definitely don't like getting bucked off but if i do my job i can sleep well that night you know
0: Awesome. Well, I have so many more questions that I could ask you, but I want to be mindful of everybody's time, and I'm so excited about being able to get down and sit down and be able to get here and sit down and pick your brain. So thank you so much for the time that you did give and the answers that you gave. This was a really fascinating conversation. Yeah, thanks so much.
2: Thank you. In
1: Yes.